The New Testament reading for this morning comes from the book of Acts, beginning in chapter 8 at verse 26. Luke wrote these things. Later, God's angel spoke to Philip. At noon today, I want you to walk over to that desolate road that goes from Jerusalem down to Gaza. And he got up and went. And he met an Ethiopian eunuch coming down the road. And the eunuch had been on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem and was returning to Ethiopia, where he was a minister in charge of all the finances of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. He was riding in a chariot and reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit told Philip, climb into the chariot. And running up alongside, Philip heard the eunuch reading Isaiah and asked, do you understand what you're reading? He answered, well, how can I without some help? And invited Philip into the chariot with him. And the passage he was reading was this, as a sheep led to slaughter and quiet as a lamb being sheared, he was silent, saying nothing. He was mocked and put down, never got a fair trial. But who now can count his kin since he's been taken from the earth? And the eunuch said, tell me, who's the prophet talking about himself or some other? And Philip grabbed his chance. Using this passage as his text, he preached Jesus to him. And as they continued down the road, they came to a stream of water. And the eunuch said, here's water. Why can't I be baptized? And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down to the water, and Philip baptized him on the spot. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of God suddenly took Philip off. And that was the last the eunuch saw of him, but he didn't mind. He had what he'd come for. And he went on down the road as happy as he could be. And Philip showed up in Azotus and continued north, preaching the message in all the villages along that route, until he arrived at Caesarea. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Open our senses to your direction, amazing God, so we may be alert to the opportunities you give us. Fill us with good news to share with those who seek meaning for their lives. We are here because we need the good news ourselves. There is much in life that we do not understand. We seek to know your word and to be led by it. As we meet you here, our hearts are lifted up in praise. Amen. Christian man owned a barber shop. And one night at a church service, the barber felt that he needed to do more to tell others about Jesus. So the next night, the barber began attending an evangelism class at his church. And he went faithfully every night for two weeks. And he rehearsed all of the material. He took extensive notes and he memorized the assigned Bible verses. And at the end of two weeks, he received a really nice certificate as a graduate recognition. Well, the next morning in the barbershop, he hung the certificate and he bowed his head. Dear Lord, he prayed, help me to witness to the first man to come through that door this morning. 
And at that very moment, in walked the biggest, meanest, foulest-looking guy that the barber had ever seen. It seemed that the man had recently lost a bet with some of his biker buddies, and now he had to get his head shaved. Well, needless to say, the barber did not feel very comfortable witnessing to a man with a tattoo on his neck. And the rest of the day, it just didn't go any better for the barber. At 5 p.m., the barber was sobbing with shame. He had not witnessed to one single person. And he bowed his head again, and this time he prayed, Lord, if you will allow me just one more opportunity, I promise I will do my part. And at that, the front door opened, and in walked a very pleasant-looking gentleman. The man smiled at the barber, apologized for coming in so late, and took a seat in the chair. Well, as the barber draped the man in his protective sheet, he began to try and remember just what he was supposed to say. And he began to get very confused. And as the barber put shaving cream on the man's face, he tried to remember the answers he had learned for every possible objection. And as the barber began to prepare the razor, he simply realized that he could not remember a thing that he had learned. And this made him very nervous, and soon sweat began to break out on his forehead. And finally, in desperation, he shook the razor at the man and screamed, Are you prepared to die? <laughs> so I ask you this morning, how do you do when it comes to talking to other people about Jesus? You know, the gift of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts blows the breath of God into new and distant places and brings new people into a relationship with Jesus. The Spirit not bound by human limitations, by things like, oh, we've never done it that way before, continually pushes the limits of who God welcomes and where this good news is to be proclaimed. Now this morning's story about, is about marginalized people being brought into the community, a new community that God is forming, the new community of Jesus. And we, like Philip, are called to proclaim that new community to all the towns, all the towns. The radically inclusive nature of this community is announced and will not be denied. So when Ethiopian eunuchs are found in our pews, how accepting are we really? You see, I think the Ethiopian eunuch is a classic model of a spiritual seeker. In fact, by looking at this encounter, we might find some instruction about how we might reach out to our brothers and sisters who are indeed looking for some guidance. I think the first thing that drove Philip is that he accepted no matter how spiritually hungry people may be, they will not come to Christ by themselves. They need a guide, an escort, a messenger. The Great Commission is the mandate not just of pastors, but of all believers. Every one of us is called to do the work of an evangelist. Faith in Jesus does not come on its own. The story of Christ's life and ministry, his crucifixion and resurrection from the dead, cannot be known just by looking at mountaintops or gazing at sunsets. 
Jesus needs our witness, the excited retelling of the story from one generation to the next in order for the good news of the gospel to be heard. Because, you see, Christians dare to declare that one man, one event, one time, one place made the difference for all of eternity. And that is why every Christian must be a voice telling the story, passing along peace. Philip wandered out into the middle of a barren desert roadway to offer the greatest words of guidance any traveler could ever hope to hear. Jesus is the way. Now when Philip saw the eunuch's chariot approaching, he ran after the traveler. He didn't expect the Ethiopian to stop and ask him if he wanted a lift. He didn't complain that he didn't have a horse to ride alongside of him. He simply did what he could with what he had. He used his own two legs to catch up with him. If we want to reach and capture the attention of the seekers of our age, I think we must learn how to run alongside the fast-paced chariots of modern life. After Philip catches up with the chariot, he doesn't insist that the man stops so they can have a nice, quiet little talk. Instead, he earns himself a seat aboard that chariot by speaking to the eunuch about what is of ultimate concern to him. The eunuch is reading from the prophet Isaiah, obviously trying to understand the contents of the scroll. And Philip doesn't begin by asking the eunuch the state of his soul or what kind of life he is living. Instead, he focuses on the matter that is before this man, the contents of the, of the scroll. Do you understand what it is that you are reading? I think we need to be willing to meet all people on spiritual quests at the point of their own individual concerns and needs. The church's witness will only reach seekers if it sits alongside of them and fearlessly steps into the world that they must live in each and every day. For some, this may need feeding their stomachs before attempting to feed their souls. For some, this may mean offering a space of peace and quiet before revealing to them the peace of Christ. We need to be willing to embrace a wide variety of approaches in love. And no matter how Philip may have preferred to address the Isaiah text the eunuch was reading, he let him ask his own questions first. The eunuch asks who the prophet is speaking about, himself or someone else, a question that may not point to sharing too much more. But Philip lets the eunuch ask his questions and direct the course of conversation. And when Philip shared the good news about Jesus, Philip let the eunuch know that the real God was the God of Israel who revealed the essence of who God is in and through Jesus. He good news the eunuch with the message of God's love through Jesus. He worked from the outside in. So I still wonder today if we really do get it. I wonder if when the Spirit guided Philip to that road in the desert, if he might have just learned something as well. Because you see, the law strictly forbade the eunuch from entering an assembly of the Lord. Eunuchs just simply didn't fit into what was considered natural or normal for the day. 
But despite the fact that he would be turned away by the temple authorities, the Ethiopian eunuch sought God anyway. So when Philip joined with this person who was otherwise excluded, do you think he might just have learned something as well? The command he obeyed was simple, really. It was go and join. Go and willingly be with another. Go and join the other. Do you suppose this is what seeking the Lord looks like? So just maybe, when someone interrupts you at work or at home, could be just that, an interruption of important work. Or it could be a nudge from the Spirit, asking if you might just be missing something more important. When you pick up a newspaper and read about the earthquake in Nepal or the violence of ISIS or the unrest on the streets of Baltimore, it could just be all unrelated news. Or it could be a nudge from the Spirit asking why you have constructed such a small, safe world for yourself. And when you open the Bible, it could just be a lot of words. Or if you really listen, it could be a nudge from the Spirit revealing a God that is greater than you ever really knew. There is so very much more to God than we know, which I think means that there is also much, much more to our lives than we know. And somehow in that, perhaps, lies hope. Amen. Um.